Hey, what's up? Hello. Welcome to Sounds Fake But Okay, a podcast where an arrow ace girl, I'm Sarah, that's me. And a demi straight girl, that's me, Kayla. Talk about all things to do with love, relationships, sexuality, and pretty much anything else we just don't understand. On today's episode, by Ace Solidarity. Sounds, Sounds fake, fake, but okay. okay. Welcome back to the pod. Boo got, b- uh, wait, B, what? Margarine? <laughs> I started trying to use a B instead. <laughs> I went straight for margarine and you had a brain dysfunction. Well, I was going to say Bugatti because I've been calling Billy a little Bugatti boy for no reason. Well, I started mm-hmm. by calling Billy a little spaghetti boy. Mm-hmm. Um, She's not a boy and she doesn't even look like spaghetti, but it's just started to happen. <laughs> and then that morphed into me calling her a little Bugatti boy. So I was trying to say Bugatti, but that doesn't start with an M. So I really no. um, am not sure what has happened today. Okay. Okay. Anyway. Good. <laughs> uh, excellent. Uh, how, how are we doing? Do we have uh, updates this week? What's happening? Who am I? We Where am I? were featured in a Slate article. Oh, we were. We were featured in Slate in the care and feeding column. It's like an advice column. Um, And we got to help answer the question of a 16-year-old ace person. So that was pretty cool if you want to read that. Hell yeah. I will try to remember to put a link to that in the episode description. Uh Um, Other fun stuff. There's another thing coming that it's not out yet, but it will be out this week. It'll be out on Monday, but today's Sunday, so you can't know, can you? No. Can't know. Oh, Billy can't know either. Choose one. (laughs) Anyway. Okay. Kayla, what are we talking about this week? This week is another request from a $15 patron. Uh, As a reminder. Layla. Yes. Layla, as a reminder, if you become a $15 patron, you can tell us what to do for an episode. Um, yep. So Layla wanted us to talk about the history of Buy Ace Solidarity. So that is what we're doing today. Yeah, we're going to talk about Buy Ace Solidarity because uh, why the fuck not? Yeah. So, Kayla, do you kind of want to start us off because you you found the the, the stuff that we kind of Based I actually didn't. Of. Layla found this and sent Layla it. Layla found it. Um, so yeah, when Layla sent this idea for a podcast episode, they also sent this Tumblr post that is kind of, they were like, oh, maybe a good jumping off point. And they were very right. This is like what we're going to use the whole time because there's not a lot of information about this out here. So basically, this is a Tumblr post. I will link this Tumblr post in the episode description, but... It's basically it's from just autismserenity.tumblr.com. Yes, autismserenity.tumblr.com. Yes, creator. Yeah. So it's basically just a long post with kind of like um, quotes from other posts or other documents talking about um, by a solidarity. And so the title of the post is the Aces um, slash Arrows were part of the bi community until the until they very recently chose to split off. Um, 
So stop trying to tell me that they've never been queer or have never been in the LGBT community master post. Um, So essentially, these are a lot of quotes kind of from, quote unquote, older aces or older bisexual people that are kind of talking Mm -hmm. about um, how integrated the Arrow and Ace communities used to be with bisexuality and kind of how that has led to the what we currently see as by a solidarity i guess right um, and, and and this references older documents as well just like yeah you know where where you can kind of extrapolate from those documents like oh i, ca- I can see where the overlap is i can see what where this came from yeah so it's very interesting i feel like like history of the ace community is very hard to find because it's mm-hmm. all online and no one really thought to document it i guess um so just reading this is super interesting. It's also, I think, always just interesting to read the experiences of, like, queer people that aren't in their, like, 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, like, especially people that are in, like, their 40s and up who have been in the queer community for a long time. It's just very interesting to hear, like, how things yeah. have changed. So Yeah. Because they certainly have changed. <laughs> yeah. So, like I said, there's a lot of different quotes in here. I don't know, Sarah, if you have any specific quotes that you wanted to get into. There was a couple that I found most interesting, I guess. Yeah, I have one that I wrote a small manifesto on, but I just have the one, Hmm. so why don't you go first? Well, it might be the same one. Now I'm – because I was – I was then trolling around to, like, read the full posts. Um, Let me see. Okay, so I think the quote that I found – most interesting. Let me see how it was actually quoted in this master post. Um, so basically what the what the shorter kind of um, quote that, pe- that the person who made this master post, Autism Serenity at Tumblr, um, it's basically saying during, so this is the quote, during a time in which being arrow or ace or arrow ace was even less intelligible to the mainstream or even the mainstream queer community, than it is now, where were the ace and arrow bi people? Where did they organize? Where did they organize under when trying to deal with monosexism? Where did they vent their frustrations over LG exclusion? So lesbian and gay exclusion, I'm assuming. Um, where did they openly talk about their attractions? Who were they fighting alongside? Bisexuals. They were with the bisexuals. They were bisexuals. Um, and I can't remember if it was in this post or in one of the other comments that was talking about how until very recently, everyone who wasn't, like, straight or gay was just lumped in with bisexuals. So, like, even ace and arrow people were just lumped into that community um, because they weren't, like, a gold star gay or, like, a gold star straight person. Um, yeah. So, I think... And as a note, that that quote was from Atomic Bubblegum on Tumblr. Yes. So, it... It's just kind of very interesting to think about. And then there's kind of this talk about in this post and other posts how once the Arrow and Ace community started getting bigger, they kind of split off and started doing their own thing. Not that obviously like bisexuals have been abandoned or that were ne- there were necessarily hard feelings or anything. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just very interesting that like historically when asexual and aromantic people are having these conversations about their place in the queer community and how they were feeling, it was with bi people that they were having those conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's also interesting, uh, at the beginning of this post, the, the poster of the post quotes um, Paula Rust from 1995, 
um, from this this essay that's called Bisexuality and the Challenge to Lesbian Politics. And Paula says, um, many bisexual respondents described bisexuality as a potential or an essential quality that many people possess, but that only some people express through actual feelings of attraction or sexual behavior. According to this definition, sex can be, or sorry, According to this definition, people can be and are bisexual without ever experiencing an attraction to one sex or the other and without ever having sexual relations with one sex or the other. In contrast to lesbian respondents, most of whom define a bisexual as a person who feels attracted or t- attracted to or has sexual relationships with both sexes or, as we would say now, you know, any, all genders, and very few bisexual women define bisexuals as people who necessarily have these actual emotional and physical experiences. So it is really interesting to to hear how it's discussed there about how there was seemingly a lot of overlap with with, you know, people like the the bisexual identity and the asexual identity. And there are a lot of things that read as very ace to me in the way that some of these bisexual people were describing themselves in nineteen ninety five. Yeah, it feels like, I don't know, I feel like since maybe the 90s, like, bisexuality has become much more mainstream. Like, Mm -hmm. it is not that, like, it's not a struggle to be bisexual, but, like, I would say, you know, the majority of people have heard of it. Um, It's, like, relatively more accepted. So it feels like bisexuality was kind of launched into the mainstream and then asexuality were still kind of down here struggling. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot of different reasons for that, but... I think there's there's multiple different levels. There's, you know, yeah. white gay men at the top of, you know, still face discrimination, but doing the best of all the queer identities. And then it's kind yeah. of a, a, a list of <laughs> going down from there. Yeah. I just think, like, how similar our struggles are to bi people. Like, there obviously is, like, modern bi a solidarity, but mm-hmm. it's obviously not as strong as, like, living in the same community. Mm-hmm. Um as a way to say it, I guess. So I just, I feel like now that there's more separation, it's easier to forget like just how similar the experiences can be. Yeah. And, you know, by Ace Pan, those are all considered like the invisible identities, right? And, yeah. uh, and I think, <sighs> I don't, I don't want to say that that's being forgotten and like the relationship between them is being forgotten because I don't know that that's true, but I just, you know, I, I think it, it remains relevant that those were the invisible identities and, like, we should be thinking about why they were considered the invisible identities and what we can do to make sure that that, um, that stereotype, that, that understanding or that lack of understanding about them, uh, you know, to make sure that that doesn't continue. Yeah, I feel like there's, you know, like, there's talk, like, I found t- several Tumblr blogs that were, like, specifically like the whole theme of that tumblr was by a solidarity like it's mm-hmm. and it's something that i know we've probably mentioned before like i have heard people talk about i just feel like it's not like as active of a relationship i guess like i don't often see like ace people reaching out to buy people or buy people reaching out to ace people to be like hey, let's band together to try to get this problem fixed or to try to, like, fight against this stereotype. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's just less formal. 
But man, that it, might also be like when I think back to like these posts talking about the 90s in my mind, it like feels like people were like meeting somewhere and having like an actual club about yeah. it. Like and now like most of the communities are kind of corralling on the internet so like mm-hmm. thinking back it just feels like there was more like in-person connection and maybe it's also because of covid but like it just feels yeah. different yeah and i think there was there was less fragmentation of of the broader queer community and i think um and what what i mean by that is that like you know it like sure that there were there were bi folks and there were ace folks and blah 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 but like they they weren't necessarily seen as like separate distinct communities and i think on yeah. one hand it's good that we have those communities and it's good that we have these places where we can you know feel safe and talk about things and 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 discuss our our life experiences but on the other hand you know the fragmentation of the broader career community can be harmful in some ways because we can forget what we have in common yeah yeah it's hard just like as the community keeps growing you know with any community it's just hard to keep, like, a singular... And not that we should be keeping a singular focus at all. Like, I think segmentation is very good for sexuality so people can, like, talk about their individual experiences. Um, it's just harder to kind of, like, organize and make relationships that way. Yeah. And, you know, as as they said that, like, queer people attract queer people and, like, you know, like, your your group of friends in high school, like, oh, it turns out they were all queer, because I'm like, that's just how it works. Yeah. And I'm, the, I'm thinking about my own relationships now. I know a lot of bi people. Like, I, I yeah. would say that I'm friends with more bi people than I am with just, like, gay people. Yeah. Um, I, which I, I had never really same, thought honestly. about. I had never really thought about that before, because, you know, in, in my head, they're all under the umbrella of queer. But, yeah. but but when I think about it, like, I believe there are more bisexuals in my life. Yeah. So we just, we attract each other. We really do. Um, we really do. I had a, a, as I told Kayla, I had a bit of a manifesto that I wrote after reading this one part. Um, I will... I'll just read the whole beginning of this post. This is also from the Atomic Bubblegum um, post. And this person says, quote, um, when I grew up, heterosexual slash homosexual slash bisexual were explicitly not specifically sexual. It's not about sex was a battle cry. This was emphasized frequently as people would sit there trying to come up with some gotcha that meant that you couldn't be gay and a virgin at the same time. Or, and this is important, that you couldn't be queer if you weren't interested in sex. While it's not necessarily the same as explicitly affirming asexuality, this was a way in which the asexual experience was made intelligible under the mainstream organization of sexuality. There was a lot of rhetoric that emphasized this point. In particular, the fixation on the sexual part of homo-slash-bisexuality was actually a form of heterocentrism in which Hetz would try to strip queers of the capability for romantic attraction. Um, And this person goes on to say, like, yes, that is problematic, specifically in in regards to to Arrow folks. But I, I wanted to hit on that because this idea that there was this heterocentrism where you know, cishets would try to strip queer folks of the capability for romantic attraction. It's so interesting to me because it it just enforces the idea that all of these problems that other queer folks have with aspec folks 
is informed by heteronormativity. It's it's the expectations placed on romance and sex by the cishets that make other queer people hate us, and that make other queer people see us as a barrier to their acceptance instead of an ally in crushing heteronormativity. And I think that's all the more reason to welcome and accept aspects into the queer community because we hate heteronormativity as much yeah. as you do. And and in some cases, we hate it for reasons that you haven't even grasped yet. And that's not to say like, oh, we're so enlightened, we're better than you. That's just to say that this problem, this harmful rot of forced and enforced heteronormativity is so deeply ingrained that even you or I don't know the full extent of it. And and anyone who exists outside the space of cishets is queer, or they can choose the queer label if they if they want to. And embracing the ASPEC lens will help the entire queer community, not just us, because invasive heteronormativity is hurting all of us. And to be honest, it's hurting cishets too. So like, what the fuck are we doing still arguing about this? Yeah, I mean, I feel like this is something I say a lot is just like the potential that asexuality and aromanticism have just to like shake shit up. Like mm-hmm. we... Last week did an Instagram live with um, the folks from Forbidden Apple, and I was kind of explaining during my part of the interview that, like, you know, asexual people have, like, are still very interesting, even though they might not have sex. Mm -hmm. And um, we were kind of talking about, like, you know, being gay. And Palaya was talking about, you know, like, oh, I'm gay, but you know, I don't want to be defined by who I have sex with. And, you know, the queer community is trying to get away from being defined by who you fuck. And, Mm. like, if that's something that the queer community actually cares about, like, being defined by other things, then why, like, we are so valuable in that fight. Right. And I think, you know, obviously, obviously, as as a person who is both aromantic and asexual, I, I look at this this statement and say like yeah that's a real problem with arrow exclusion (laughs) like in terms of like they you know they would try to strip queers of the capability for romantic attraction because that made them less human or whatever like that's the way that that was went about as a problem but like i think the like just this this heterocentrism this this the fact that you know queer communities to a certain extent unintentionally are like accepting like the the cishet talking points of like well if you're not capable of romantic attraction like you're lesser like that's it like in saying like no i do experience romantic attraction i'm just different because you know whatever is is exclusionary to the arrows and it's you're you're accepting their terms and you don't have to do that um and so like it's 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 hard to kind of deal with that point at the same time as saying like you know like it's bad that they're trying to strip you of your capability for romantic attraction while at the same time say but also that's not necessarily a inherently bad thing (laughs) like i i get that it's difficult to do both but I think, you know, embracing the, the A-spec lens would help on both fronts. And you can say, fuck heteronormativity. Fuck what the cishets want. Like, this is, you know, changing our point of view on this can help everyone. Again, including cishets. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that was feel- just my small manifesto. <laughs> no, that's a like smallly off topic, I guess, to buy solidarity. But like, it just proves like why solidarity like that is important, and like yes. why getting back to a place not where we are considered part of the bisexual community. Like, you know, it, mm-hmm. I don't know that it's going to be helpful for us to be l- lumped in with bisexual people. No. Like, it seems like aces used to be maybe, but like. Having those connections, like, there's another, so this is a quote from someone, at wet wear problem. It's also another quote that's, um, like, linked in part of this master post is, as a bi-trans woman who was there and actually saw Arrow Aces being part of the bi community and putting in the work and dealing with the oppression, the bi community was actively rejecting definitions beyond not gay, not straight into the mid-90s because every definition offered excluded some of its members. So, like, that quote kind of says to me that there was, like, active coalition building, I guess, between mm-hmm. ace and bi people and probably arrow, yeah, and arrow people to fight mm-hmm. against the same problems. Like, we are constantly going up against, like, exclusion from the queer community like hate online just like lack of education it would it like with more communities involved not that there aren't bi people involved like i'm just saying from a whole it just makes things like that so much easier Mm -hmm. and and i think um you know the bi and ace and uh pan which i think in a lot of senses just kind of falls under bi when we're talking about discussions like this but um these identities they represent the spectrum of queerness in a way that gay or lesbian doesn't um and i think like you know i i i think over time i people view bisexuality some people view bisexuality as as a more binary like into men and women thing whereas that's not i would say that's not really the identity not really the definition that i embrace it's more so more than one gender right but i think um you know in general all of these communities have really embraced the spectrum and the fact that there's an in-between and that it might be a little bit confusing to be in the in-between and like that's okay and i think that's something that we all have in common and you know teaching not just the straights but also the people who identify just as gay that like you know there's a spectrum here and wherever you fall on it is wherever you fall on it and that's okay i think that's something that we can do together as as two communities yeah i mean i like i always say this like there are so many people i think who are like confused about their actual sexualities which like no one is going to solve and also like it's fine to be confused but like, so many bi people that are, like, well, I only like having sex with men, but, like, I like women better, but I only, mm-hmm. like, whatever. And, or, like, I'm spicy straight, whatever the fuck. I think that's more What does that fake. mean? It's just, like, what? I, think, I think it's straight people who either aren't admitting that they're bi or, like, just want to be part of something. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> um, no offense if that's, um, I guess, how you identify i don't know if that's seems... how you identify i would be interested to know more about why you identify i i yeah i would Email be interested us. to know more um but once again like i always say like having an understanding of the split model of attraction like those are things that we can teach each other like 
bi people have a lot of experience, you know, being part of a community and everything. Like, like we have so much that we can, like, teach each other, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, and if if you go back to episode 30-something, it, it, it was the episode where I had seen some ace exclusionism from a fellow queer person that I knew. At this point, it's water under the bridge. Like, you, it, it's fine. I mean, it's not fine, but, like, we, we talked to the per- – I don't have any issue with the person at this point in time. <laughs> the per- personally, um, it's fine. <laughs> yes, personally, it's fine. Um, but that person that identified as bi – and still does, as far as I'm aware. And so, like, it, I think it was harder to hear that from someone who was supposed to be kind of in the same boat as me, as, as, as an ace person. Um, which, you know, <laughs> keeps just bringing me back to the whole, like, d- all of us benefit from using the yeah. ace back lens and saying fuck well, heteronormativity by people, ace people, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's, like, kind of what I was talking about of, like, I mean, I think, you know, you always look back on things with, like, rose-colored glasses, but just, like, mm-hmm. reading these posts of people who are obviously, like, bi and so supportive of Arrow Ace people, it almost gives you the sense that, like, every bi person loved Arrow Ace people and knew who they were, which is mm-hmm. obviously not the case. Like, yeah. it's not that, it's like... A, it's an oversimplification. Well, yeah, it's not like there was this amazing community that everyone was part of and it's only recently that like we've drifted apart like that's yeah yeah i'm honestly saying this to like tell that to myself because it's hard for like it's hard to wrap my mind around that because i don't know human it's hard to not romanticize the past just because we're not in it well yeah to me like it does like these these quotes do seem very for lack of a better word, romantic, right? It's like you picture mm-hmm. these people like in some meeting room, like near where Stonewall happened, just like talking about these things and like supporting yeah. each other, right? Like it seems, it just seems very like a beautiful idea yeah. that, you know, it obviously wasn't like that. There's, I'm sure, yeah. always been by people who don't understand asexuality and aromanticism and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know what the point of any of that was. I don't either. But I mean, that is a good point, though, that like, you know, it's important to it's important to not say that bi people or that the bi community has never had any part in causing harm to the A-spec community or to be honest, yeah. the other way around. Um, sure. You know, there, it's it's not like we're absolved of fault in something just because at one point the two communities uh, were kind of one, and then they they kind of split off uh, when yeah. asexuality kind of came into its own a little bit more. Um, but you know, just it's worth um, thinking about it and realizing that it is a complex. It's a complex thing. Yeah, and I think like it's, I think the connotation of like the two communities kind of splitting and like them not being in the same little chunk, like, kind of gives mm-hmm. the connotation that, like, there was some kind of disagreement, I guess, or yeah. that, like, bi people aren't currently doing anything for ace people or the other way around. Mm-hmm. Like, I also don't want to make it seem that way. Like, it's obviously just, like, a different relationship and the community looks a lot different right. now than it did in, like, the 80s and 90s. I think it's yeah. just, like, the mindsets have changed, I guess. Yeah, and I, I don't think it was, like, a we got in a fight and we broke up. <laughs> yeah. Sort of situation as far as I'm aware. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, I like the the bisexuals are like our 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 sister sexuality, you know. <laughs> I do always see it that way, and like, it's it's interesting to watch because I was like trying to look up some other posts um, about like by a solidarity. Like I said, there's just like a lot of a lot of Tumblr blog blogs dedicated to it, and. Mm-hmm. Like, I've definitely seen people on Twitter and stuff talking about it, and it almost feels like people are rediscovering that there is that solidarity. Like, Mm. obviously, in the 80s and 90s, there was this very tight bond, and then the communities kind of, you know, went their separate ways and grew on their own. And then Mm -hmm. people are almost, like, just restarting to realize, or, like, Mm -hmm. each person who joins the ACE community, like, kind of has their own realization of, like, oh, their thing is really similar to ours. Like, we don't, we don't. I don't know. I think this is something just about the queer community in general is that, like, if you don't know other older queer people who can, like, indoctrinate you into the culture, it's very hard to learn history. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, like, I've also maybe it was in a class or something that talked about because of the AIDS pandemic, like, a lot of those older queer people who would have then, like, passed on that knowledge they, ended they up died. dying, which yeah. is just very sad. But it's just. Yeah. It's interesting, especially now that everything's online, people aren't making as many, like, personal connections. Like, it is harder to document and learn this kind of historical information. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, you know, it's not like you grow up necessarily with a ton of, you know, like, a queer grandma who's going to, like, you know, teach your quote-unquote family history or something like that. And I would love to see some sort of, like, formal published, like, paper or... (laughs) So so would Billy. Billy would love to hear that. Um, I don't know what she's doing. <laughs> um, I would love to see like more formal work done on this because like this is a really excellent Tumblr post. Like it 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 references yeah. some very good stuff. Um, but it is a Tumblr post, and you know, it, there's some part of me in the back of my brain that's like, well, if Wikipedia is not a good enough source, yeah. like. Blah, blah, well, it's- yeah, and I think, and so I, I would like to see it validated, I guess, in in yeah. an academic way, where you know, other, and so that other people can look at it and say, oh, this is an essay, this is a book, this is a whatever that that outlines the history of bias solidarity, and people who aren't parts of the community can look at it and they'll view it as a legitimate thing, not just people digging up anecdotes on Tumblr. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know, and I think that's going to be, like, a struggle that everyone in every realm of the world is going to struggle with, like, in the years to come. Because, like, if you think about it, like, people spreading ideas like this back in the day, you would have to publish an essay. You would have to write something Mm -hmm. and get it published or, like, put it down on paper and send it to someone so that there would be, like, a physical copy. Yeah, you would have to either have the means to distribute it yourself, or you would have to get someone else to distribute it for you, which meant there was another pair of eyes on it. Right. And it meant that there was just so much less content, like less people had the means to make it. So now it's amazing. We have places like Tumblr and Twitter where things can happen very quickly and history can be made, like, very quickly. And also, like, not- I'm so sick of living through history, Kayla. (laughs) I know. But I mean this in, like, a good way. I know. (laughs) Big things can happen that aren't, like, quote-unquote formally documented. So, like, years from now, how, like, it's just insane to think about, like, how are we documenting things like this? Like, if someone is Mm going to, 
like, you know, like there isn't like an in-person stone wall for everything, you know? Right. Like that's or like even the hard thing about like the ace community being so online is like mm-hmm. we don't have any cornerstones of our history like that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and even I hate to bring him into it, but if if you look at like Trump tweets, right? What? Like like yeah. those are official presidential statements, but they're also tweets. And I we're we're going to have to have some sort of reckoning where we we figure out how to take this less formal stuff, this 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 these this sharing of ideas on platforms that are very universal and figuring out like how how do we record this how do we you know what's worth recording what's are is are we even is it even for us to decide what's worth recording you know like it's existential crisis no it is and like i think me and sarah have like realized recently that like our position in the community kind of places us at a point where like we could be part of that history, which is, like, terrifying and also makes me sound like an asshole to say. <laughs> but it's it's so it's so weird about, like, first of all, how will that be documented? And then, yeah. like, so, like, we're publishing a book. Angela Chen has pu- published a book. But very obviously, there are a lot of other people making huge impacts on the community who are, mm-hmm. like, like, Secret Lady Spire, Elle Rose, posts... Mm-hmm amazing articles on medium that just like Mm -hmm. are so explanatory like deep dive into a lot of things on asexuality are just like so good but it's Mm -hmm. like they aren't like published in the book so is that like not in like 20 years from now is that not going to be as remembered like right like i hope they are so unfair yeah it's just it's so bizarre like the internet age that we're in like yeah this is getting very off topic and existential it but is. it's just it's thinking Qu- about quality like, <laughs> i was gonna say quality and quantity are not the same thing and sometimes i fear that just the people who provide the most quantity will be the ones that will be remembered rather than yeah it's existential crisis hour here in yeah. the I mean, by I a solidarity podcast it is it's just like because the because the ace community is so young and so is the in the arrow community is so young like we are very much so living through like the early days of history of the community growing. So it's, it's the just, adolescence. I just, it is. So community. I just think it's going to be fascinating to see years from now, like what comes out of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, I didn't mean to turn this into an existential crisis. But here we are, you know? But here we are. <laughs> okay. Uh, Kayla, do you have anything else that you want to add? Um, I mean, I would just highly recommend looking at this Tumblr post. There's a mm-hmm. shit ton of quotes that we, like, aren't, you know, we can't cover all of them. Yeah. And it um, links some other excellent things. Yeah, it's just so, it's so fascinating. Because, like I said, like, I would have never, there was no one to teach me this history, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So, it's just, so I'd highly recommend looking at that. And then just, like. I don't know, once again, like, modern by a solidarity very much so exists. And it's around the same things we've been talking about, like, being the invisible identities, being the people that, like, maybe a shithead gold star gay isn't going to like. Um, like, there is so much there. And I feel like it's already amazing, but, like, it can ar- it can get so much better. I don't know how, yeah. but it probably can. Yeah. 
I believe in us. I mean, I believe in our ability to make it worse, but I also believe in our ability to make it better. So, yes. Let's just try and go in the correct direction. Excellent. Okay, uh, Kayla, what's our poll for this week? Oh, God. <laughs> That's what it is. Oh, God. The poll. <laughs> um, I mean, we could be like, you know, is by solidarity something that you have known about something you've experienced like mm. what's have what you ever your experience the power of by a solidarity so <laughs> if so what was your experience like yeah tell us about it seems fun great okay um kayla what is your beef and your juice this week I know, but I gotta add the obligatory third option to the poll. Um, my juice, um, I started my new job this mm-hmm. week, and I just like it a lot. It's, I don't know, it's just going very well. It's very tiring to try to get back into, like, a full-time work schedule. Like, I'm not used to having to focus for this long. Um, <laughs> but I just, I very much, so enjoy it and it's been fun um my other juice is the moderators of our discord they've been working Mm -hmm. so hard recently they recently like implemented a whole new way to do like pronouns in the discord server and like colors of stuff they are just like absolutely killing i haven't even known what's been going on and i've just seen them having these conversations about things that i have no idea what's going on and at one point i just popped in i was like guys do do whatever you do, but you're great. <laughs> like, I don't yeah, know I mean, what's it, going on, but I would like to point, appreciate you. Yeah, at this point, like, we have no idea what's going on. They are fully running it, which is as it should be because they use it more than we do. Yeah. Um, like, we're hardly ever in there. Um, but, yeah. And yet we just, see everything. And yet we see everything. Um, yeah, they're just very good. Yeah. Excellent. Um... Oh, I didn't do, do beef? a beef. Um, I'm sure I do. Don't I always? Um, I have I several. Does, you can, does that help? Yeah, yeah okay. you can take mine. <laughs> okay. I wrote a very, very long beef a couple days ago. Should I read the whole thing? Uh, What is it about? It's about the fact that I don't have a handwriting in Korean. Oh my god, every week it's a Korean beef. <laughs> I like don't have a handwriting. This. I don't have a handwriting in Korean and it, I'm it, pretty sure Korean has been your beef for the last like 15 episodes. I haven't been learning it that long. I look, my my handwriting in Korean is neither good nor anything remotely close to consistent, and it pisses me off so much because I take great pride in the fact that I can have good handwriting. I don't always have good hand if I'm writing fat, you know, whatever. But like as a child, I would like, you know, I would intentionally change the look of my own handwriting like every year when I was little, like when I first learned to write, I would capitalize one of the A's in my name, but not the other just for some variety, you know, just to like not show favoritism and prove that I could do both. I like, I still have like multiple fonts essentially of my own handwriting. And it's pretty wild. 
Yeah, like, they're not all perfectly neat all the time, but they can be very nice looking if I want them to. And I take great pride in my handwriting. And so the fact that my handwriting in Korean is ass because it's a different set of characters and sometimes you stack them on top of each other and sometimes you put them next to each other and sometimes you do both which means that in order for the characters to look good and for things to fit the shape and the proportions of any given letter can change word to word and it, i'm very inconsistent anyway my my other beef is i didn't read my whole notes i wrote more than that kayla just for I'm your, sure you did for your reference um uh, i hate spectrum the internet provider uh, this okay. is not news. I have never met anyone who likes Spectrum, but just putting I, it on does the record. Anyone, does anyone like any internet provider? No. You know? Or like cable provider, no. Yeah. I'm just mad at Spectrum again uh, at this time. Um, my other... Be- <laughs> this is more so just a joke rather than a beef because I knew this was going to be how it was going to be. But my mental health in Michigan, not super great. My mental health in California, also not super great. It's almost as if it's just that my mental health is not super great. It is. <laughs> Does it, it matter where crazy. you are? It's crazy. That, um, I was speaking. <laughs> my beef is that, well, the other day, Billy did poot a piece of string. That was annoying. Oh. Um, apparently, she ate a piece of string. But she's just been like very active during the day recently and i think it's because she's like likes to sleep in my office and i used to not talk at all but i've been having meetings all this week so i think it's like waking her up and so Mm -hmm. she's just been very rowdy and screaming and i love her i'm glad she's feeling well but like shut the fuck up she has things to say my juice is that my mom got scheduled to get her vaccines Ooh, I and have so did my several, grandpa. I have like three or four family members that are vaccinated at this point. So yeah, exciting. Uh, it's all just very exciting. It's going to be quite some time before I am vaccinated, but it is good to see that people that I know who are working in the medical field, who are old, who are <laughs> educators, are at least getting in line and getting appointments, and that's good. I think that's good. I agree. Okay. You can tell us about your beef, your juice, your bi-ace solidarity, your bi-ace vaccine getting on our oh. social media at SoundsFakePod. We also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash SoundsFakePod. We have a new $2 patron. It is Jackie Rubashkin. Rubashkin? Rubashkin? I think that's Whoa. a fun name. I, I think I said that about someone's name recently, but I think, honestly, I, I very much like names. It's a thing. So I was obsessed with names. <sighs> okay. Our $5 patrons are Jennifer Smart, Estrita Finnecota, Austin Lay, Perry Fierro, D, Quinn Pollock, Emily Collins, Book Marvel, Changing MX, Simona Simon, Jamie, Jack, Jessica Shea, Rhea Faustino, Daniel Walker, Livy, Madeline Askew, Lily, James, Corinne, Alice is in Space, Sky Simpson, Brooks Siegel, Ashley W, Savannah Cozart, Harry Hassan, Nugan Soup, Amanda Kiker, Vishak, Jacob Weber, Rory, Amberly Istar, Rachel, Kate Costello, John, Ariel Laxo, Ellie, Tessa, Matias, T, Chris Lortano, Sam, Kelly, Scott, Ainsley, and we have two new $5 patrons. It's Orla, Neve, Isley, and Julianne. Uh, yes, I did look up how to pronounce Neve because it is Irish. And I was like, I know I'm going to butcher it. So I looked it up. <laughs> so, but thank you to both of you 
uh, for joining the party. We appreciate you. Hello. Our ten our $10 patrons are Arcanists, who'd like to promote the Trevor Project, Benjamin Abar, would like to promote Tabletop Games, Anonymous, who'd like to promote Halloween, Sarah McCoy, would like to promote Podcasts from a Planet Weird, My Aunt Jeannie, would like to promote Christopher's Havens, Cassandra, who'd like to promote their modeling Instagram at Little Red, Doug Rice, who would like to promote Native by Caitlin Curtis, Maggie Capelbo, who would like to promote their dogs, Lay and Minnie, and also H. Valdez. H. Valdez. Purple Chickadee, who would like to promote <laughs> figuring out one's gender identity and the non binary community. Great. Wonderful. Yes. Barefoot Backpacker, um, uh, I'm promoting something for him, which is uh, I believe in his ability to come up with something for us to promote at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in you. Um, Ashlyn Bodecker, who is Ashlyn Mo Everywhere, the Steve, who would like to promote the Ecosia, Ari K, who would like to promote the Eyeball Zone, Maddie, who would like to promote the Union Series by T.H. Hernandez, Derek and Carissa, who would like to promote the Overthrow of Heteronormativity, Andrew Hillam, who would like to promote the ADHD, Neurodiversity, and Arrow Ace communities on Twitter, and we have a new $10 patron, Aaron, who would like to promote free forehead kisses. Yes. That's very soft and delightful. A very good thing to promote. Um... Our $15 patron, thank you, Aaron, for joining the party. Uh, our $15 patrons are Nathaniel White, Nathaniel J. Designs.com. My mom, Julie, who would like to promote free mom hugs, Sarah Jones, who's at Eternal Lolly Everywhere, Andy A., who would like to promote being in the unions and the IWW, Martin Giselle, who would like to promote his podcast, Everyone Special and No One Is, Miranda Denton, who would like to promote Casa Q, Layla, thank you for this episode. Uh, and Layla would also like to promote taking a moment to breathe, which is, let's all do that together, guys. All right, just take, just take a second. <sighs> Good. Did we all, did we all do that? That was a very, like, hectic breath. <laughs> like, you do you do these names so quickly that it just, it was not, gotta be honest, was not calming to me. Take a longer moment to breathe than I did. Strawberry, yes. who would like to promote the planet Earth. Dia Chappelle, who would like to promote the Twitch stream, or their Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Melody Dia and Dragonfly, who would like to promote, um, hydrating? Okay. Thanks for listening. Tune in next Sunday for more of us in your ears. And until then, take good care of your cows.